Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Left Turns and Loud Noises, episode 31. Today is August 29th, 2019, and we have some very special guests joining us today. Unfortunately, Kevin, it's way past his bedtime. He's back in classes, so he could no longer stay up. Kevin, you're a pussy. Um, so instead, we got our good <laughs> friends over here from the Turn 2 Tailgaters, Tyler and Ken. What's going on, boys? Hey, how's it going? Uh, you know, just living the dream over here in Indiana. Yeah, so I made a huge mistake when I was trying to set this up. I forgot that time zones exist. I live on the East Coast, which I assume is the only time zone in America, which is a huge mistake. Um, I thought that they lived on the East Coast. I told them, um, you know, we're going to be on around 8. They said, okay, around 8, 9, um, which would work if they were on the same time zone. We ended up – I was in this chat room for – a solid two and a half hours. Uh, we're watching Racing Wives and doing my fantasy draft. It was uh, <laughs> it was definitely a disaster of emotions for me. But we got the guys here. We missed Kevin by two minutes. He just pieced out on me. It was wacky, but whatever. He's a mouth breather anyways. So uh, <laughs> first things first, guys, what's going on? I mean, you guys just got back from Bristol last week, and I, lus- I listened to uh, your last episode. Sound like you guys had a really good time, and uh, from the looks of it, it was pretty packed there. Like, what did you guys think? Uh, I don't know if, if you've heard us talking about it, but they, uh, seem like they got rid of half the stands. So if it looked like it was packed, that's <laughs> yeah. probably why. I mean, the illusion of television yes. pretty well. Yeah. Yes. They had, um, our section, we actually had that huge ordeal that we got mm-hmm. in, but they had taken out like half the seats in our section. So oh. by the time, yeah. So our tickets said, you know, our seats that we had bought a year ago, cause we purchased the tickets every year, like, it's like, a week or two after the race. So we're actually about to purchase next year's tickets here really soon. But when we bought the tickets, they had not done the, you know, the, I guess the upgrade yet or whatever and taking seats out. So we went in there and the guy was like, Oh, these, these are probably fake tickets. And we're like, Whoa, dude, like calm down. We got them from Bristol motor speedway. <laughs> yeah. That's and, crazy that they really were like trying to crack down super hard on those, um, yeah. those tickets, especially considering you bought them from the speedway. That sounds like a really obnoxious ordeal. Did you have to deal with that on Saturday or was that on Thursday? No, they not, didn't care at all. Saturday, yeah, they the said, Saturday, on in. yeah, Saturday, it was the same thing. The tickets 
didn't scan right. through right but they were yeah. like you know what screw it whatever go ahead and go through that and happened then. to me at daytona because my <laughs> ticket was on my phone and my phone is cracked so they couldn't scan it i had to just read them the number and then the race got postponed so i came come back the next day and the, it's the same guy that i went to uh see the first time and he's just like look i, I know that you're good to go just go he, re- yeah, he recognized that. me so they that was know- really convenient that pretty much ended up being what happened was the guy took a picture of all of our tickets and was like, okay, you guys go ahead. I'm going to have someone that's going to come over here and verify the status of these tickets. <laughs> I don't. Good. That was just kind of like, yeah, we got the picture. Let's just move it. Pretty well. Here. Pretty well. Yeah. If it was sold yeah. out, I understand, but yeah, it seriously. Was. But it, it, I mean, there were quite a bit of people. I think that they got the attendance. It was somewhere a little bit above like 92,000 yeah. people were there. Oh, that's so really it was, good. It was pretty close to a hundred thousand, but still it was, yeah. it was nice to see a lot of people there rather than just because years past, you know, we've seen empty seats everywhere and you could kind of move around if you want to, want mm-hmm. to. And then the yeah, spring, spring race, race is looks a joke. Like that. Yeah. yeah. The spring race is kind of a joke when it comes to attendance. So that's really unfortunate. Cause I, I do yeah. enjoy actually favorite races in the beginning of the season. Um, and your campsite looked uh, absolutely just yeah. remarkable. Uh, have you guys actually ended up on more uh, social media sites since? Cause I know you guys were talking about, you guys took like a bunch of pictures and stuff. So, yeah, we actually, um, there was a bunch of people that came by that were, um, I guess, affiliated with, like, photographers for Bristol and then for the okay. Earhart campground itself. And they were like, oh, you know, we're going to put you on our social media website. And we're mm-hmm. like, okay, cool, whatever. But I think I only saw us on the Earhart campground's web, uh, Facebook page. And Hey, man, that's, that's making it in the, yeah, this one that, of someone's books there. <laughs> yeah, not to, I mean, that's not to mention that they may not, you know, they may put it on there later for, like, a, next like january or something be like hey who's ready for bristol this year and they put like you know pictures up and stuff so that'd be pretty awesome yeah we're keeping an eye on it but the bus is a really good call you know we're trying to i'm a music festival guy myself so we're trying to figure out a bus rv situation to one of the festivals coming up um you know i'm a disgusting uh, hippie what can i say (laughs) (laughs) i would fit perfectly honestly in those campgrounds uh at a racetrack i haven't uh done a full camp uh experience Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely looking forward to trying to do that next year. I know that uh, for Kevin's 21st, we're going to try and go to Martinsville for the night race in the spring. We're, we're, we really want to do something like that. And that if we have really the opportunity, cool. camp it. Okay. So where are you guys actually from? Where you, where, how far are you from Martinsville? So we, um, I live in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and uh, okay. Kevin's up in uh, FSU right now. Uh, okay. But we kind of bounce around the states. Um, I bounce around for work. Kevin bounce around, bounces around from college to home. So, but Kevin goes to more races than I do. I did uh, Daytona and I did St. Pete for the IndyCar race this year. And oh Kevin, yeah, he did Atlanta. He did Daytona. He did. Um, I think he did one more, but I can't remember. But for the 500, Kevin actually got to uh, ride in the pace car with Dale Jr. before the race. Oh, he met uh, Tyler Reddick. Um, who else did he meet? I think he met Rusty there. Uh, he got to meet a lot of people because his friends are like famous YouTubers and they got free tickets and were like, oh, Kevin, you're bad. a huge NASCAR fan. Help us out here. Yeah. So, yeah super convenient. Pretty... Got to ride with Dale Jr. right before Portnoy ra- uh, rode yeah. into Barstool. So that's like yeah. really, really cool. <laughs> kind that of is super cool. Talking about uh, YouTubers and stuff like that, like we, there was apparently some sort of YouTube meetup at bristol this past week oh, I don't yeah. Know if there was, yeah. Um, and i didn't even know about that step. yeah yeah, yeah. i didn't even eric Eastep, him and there? Eastep, yeah, there you yeah. go yeah a bunch of those guys were like meeting up at one of the booths or something i had no idea of course they met super early in the morning and we were not getting up that early no. i think we met at like yeah. eight o'clock 
So we're like, oh yeah, no, no, those are like the weird show clubs that just wake up early. Like, nah, I, I could never. Yep. <laughs> no, not us. I, I, I could like, even during the Daytona race, I woke <clears> up at like the race was at one and I woke up at 1130. I was like, all right, I, I guess it's time to start drinking. <laughs> that was, that was yeah. rough. Cause I was just expecting like a nice little nighttime. I'm going to get my booze on and, and just go on Uber home instead. I got to wake up in the next day for that. So yeah. how many races do you guys try and do a year? So we, we 100% go to Bristol every single year. That's like our, our guys trip, all the girlfriends slash wives stay at home. That's, that's the guys trip. And then we have um, Kentucky. We've went to Kentucky. Kids been to Kentucky. What? Four yeah, times I, now. I go every year. Yeah. Ken nice. goes to Kentucky every year. Um, and then I went to with this year with him um, and, we may go back next year. I may not go back next year. It just depends because now that we have the bus, we mm-hmm. want to take it to more than, you know, we want to take it to different races and stay there. Um, and then one of our other buddies that goes to Bristol with us every year, he lives up in uh, Finley, Ohio. So he's pretty close to Michigan. He's like an hour away from Michigan Speedway. Oh, yeah. So no, that's a, we may that's go a, up there for a race weekend. It's an excellent uh, area up there. Mm-hmm. It's now mid-Ohio. Oh, a- What's that? You broke up? Uh, I said uh, mid-Ohio is like somewhere around there. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cool race, honestly. I feel like to go camping at and just kind of mm-hmm. hang out, even though it's like you only get one weekend for it. Because I, I right. probably wouldn't go to the Indy car race. Um, yeah. we are thinking about doing Talladega. I have been in the talks, but it depends on when I start this new job. So yeah, uh, fingers crossed. Last. Yeah, I've never yeah. been. Uh, I think Kevin's been twice. I think he went to the uh, six, like the three wide uh, photo finish. I think he was at that one, but. Oh, I'm probably incorrect. I think he also went to the Stenhouse victory. I don't know. Yeah, Talladega's always been pretty awesome camping wise <clears> and race wise, except for that last one we went to. That was pretty boring. But yeah, uh, so it, it, it depends. Like some races can be, you know, just drafting and just hanging out. No one's going real crazy. But then mm-hmm. uh, our last Talladega race we went to was, I think it was, no, because we went to a spring race, a fall race, and a spring race. And the fall race we went to is, um, I think that was, was it a cutoff? I know it was a playoff race. But it's usually, it, it usually was the cutoff. I don't know if it is this year. I'm looking at the Reddit yeah. right now. I'm trying to see if I can get that schedule up. Yeah. But anyways, whenever uh, we went to the fall race, it was a playoff race nonetheless. So, it, you know, it meant more than just mm-hmm. the spring race where it's just like, okay, we're just going to hang out until about 15 laps to go. And then we're going to start making moves. Yeah. Well, it was, everyone was trying to diet, slice and dice everywhere all over the place, uh, pretty much from lap, like you know, 25, 50. They're just trying to get those positions and get those, you know, important points. So Exactly. Yeah, Caldega, even like like Ken said, the atmosphere of it, camping, party-wise, it's it's fantastic. And we actually are in the talks of going again um, and trying to camp in the infield since we got the uh, have the bus now. So yeah. yeah, if you guys end up doing the infield, please let me know. I'll absolutely do that. I, I have to, absolutely. like, see this. Like, a lot of my friends who don't like NASCAR – who went to college in Alabama, they have talked about like the fables of the Talladega infield. I, mm-hmm. I absolutely need to uh, have an experience. Um, I went to the Roval last year and that was a lot of fun. That speaking of cutoff races, I'm it's a month away from today. I'm thinking about going That's crazy. again. Yeah. Yeah. That was wacky. And I had never been to Charlotte. So I was just like, it was a whole new experience. I got to just kind of dive into, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of, um, you said you've never been to Charlotte. So that's kind of the yeah. experience for your first time at Charlotte, seeing the Roval, exactly. not even, you know, Actual yeah, it's the way. first ever uh, Roval. I got my tickets for 20 bucks. Um, wow. I ended up moving straight. I, I was in turn four, and it was a college uh, section. And I was just like, all right, this section doesn't let me drink, which is really kind of dumb. So one of my mm-hmm. friends I met up with there uh, was just like, hey, got uh, extra seats on the start-finish line. And we ended up just moving right there, and the leader spun out right in front of me. 
And I thought That's I had recorded awesome. the whole thing and my phone died <clears throat> in the middle of oh, it. I was really upset. That's I couldn't awesome, believe though. it. And I'm a I, I root for Ryan Blaney also. So that was like a really like cool uh cool weekend for me. But um yeah, yeah. who do you guys uh who do you guys root for usually? Uh Chase Elliott. Yeah, and I'm, Chase I'm, Elliott. A Blaney, I'm a Blaney guy as well. So I mean I, I, I like Ryan, but I also I mean I don't see anybody that can't root for Matt De Benedetto right, right now. But oh, trust me, there are a lot of them. It's I, so I, it's so bad. I don't understand how people can't root for him. It's annoying. People don't like him because their fan, his fans, are really, according to them, obnoxious on the internet. Which oh. any fan can be obnoxious on the internet. Yeah. I'm in the yeah. college football subreddit. I know how it goes. Yep. And then. Um, his fans uh, sent Cody Ware death threats a couple years ago. I, I heard Cody that. Ware yeah, I had heard a that. meltdown on De Benedetto, but De Benedetto did not do that. And another reason yeah. they don't like him is because De Benedetto threw the 32 car team under the bus last year. Which I, I mean, by that standard, you must hate Kevin Harvick too, because Kevin Harvick did that while racing for RCR and leaving, mm-hmm. like when it was yeah. openly known, and he was just shitting on their existence, which is. <laughs> kind of funny because now there's rumors that ty dylan is backing out of uh jermaine racing which is really interesting that but we can, we can get into that later <laughs> so um i wanted to bounce right into uh some of the recaps from road america speaking about um uh matt de benedetto and uh canadian tire so first things first um tyler you said you did not get to see road america i i did not no i didn't watch the actual race but i did get to catch a bunch of like highlights throughout well, the, it's, uh, I guess um, today it's a, one of those cases for me. I really cannot stand stage racing yeah. at, uh, at road courses. I just, I think it's just super unfortunate that it just kills the actual racing and makes everything strategy points, field position, and you don't really get good racing in the first two stages. Right. And it was just kind of, yeah. you know, that, that's just how it felt for a majority of it. And then by the end of it, you had a late race caution. We're all Brandon Jones guys on this podcast. We are very pro. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah I've listened to you and I've heard it. Yeah. Uh, so we are. Uh, heartbreak. <laughs> it's always heartbreak city. And it's just constantly <laughs> defending Brandon Jones. But man, it, it, I was just very pissed off that his tire had to just go completely full <clears throat> implosion. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. the bad Edo had that win. Yeah, he did. He did. It's just um, typical uh, JGR just fucking over to Benedetto in the middle of the race. Yeah, yeah. I because I, I like I said, I watched the highlights today and I saw that he went off the track at the same spot that he had screwed his car up in practice. And I'm like, like he's got to get that corner figured out, kind of thing. You know, apparently he can't figure it out just yet. But he, it's he, just he yeah. attacks so hard. Yeah. But I did, also I didn't realize how big Road America was because <clears throat> you oh know, yeah. Cut, Cup doesn't go there, and it's only I don't do tr- I don't do trucks go there. I don't know if trucks, trucks do not there. go there. It's just Indy okay, car so it's just and, uh... okay Xfinity. So mm-hmm. it, I guess it doesn't really get a whole lot of if you don't pay attention to the Xfinity world, it does not get a whole lot of publicity as far as road courses. So like compared to you know like Watkins Glen and Sonoma, but it's a four mile track. Yeah. I did not realize how big of a track. Oh yeah, no, it's laps. crazy. And yeah, like was, for the, they only ran eighty laps or seventy something laps, eighty something. That was laps. like forty. They only ran forty five. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, a super small amount of laps. And there's like a lot of people who say, "Oh, well, like NASCAR boot." And I'm pretty anti boot. I think that Watkins Glen is fine the way it is. But even if you added the boot to Watkins Glen, Watkins Glen, sorry, uh, Road America is still longer by a, yep. a solid mile, I believe, or like mm-hmm. three quarters of a mile. It's absolutely ridiculous how big that yeah. track is. But it's mm-hmm. really good, and you know, I would love to see the uh, Cup guys there. You maybe could get a nice sixty-lap race out of it. The mm-hmm. problem is stages, and the stages would pretty much ruin uh, the first two uh, 
I guess the yeah. first half of the race, in my opinion. Again. Yeah, yeah, again. I, I agree. I Cautions agree. for stages are just kind of a, a tease, really, especially at certain tracks. And it just ended up wasting a couple good green flag laps. I saw a stat. I think 25% of the race was run under caution, which isn't that bad when you compare it to Eldora, which was an absolute disaster. Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was, I, you I, can I, hear the fans on the TV booing. Oh, yeah. No, I was caution laps. pissed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, could, I didn't watch that either. I. I love, I mean, I love, I'm a huge dirt track fan, especially being mm-hmm. up here in the Midwest. We have a lot of dirt track racing up here. Yes, I'm very jealous. So, yeah, it's, it's amazing. We have a really, really solid track, like 20 minutes away from yeah. our house. You know, it's really close. So it's really good racing, but watching. And so when the, the idea was thrown that the trucks are going to go on dirt, I'm like, that's so awesome. That's, that's amazing. But there's been some good races and there's been some ones that are just like, okay, this is kind of pointless. I feel like I'm watching a, super low level like modified race and that's it exactly yeah it was it's just tough. so yeah well hopefully they'll figure it out i know that um a lot of drivers see the guys go to eldora or just somewhere with some dirt and i, I feel mm-hmm. like that would be intriguing enough but it, yeah. the intrigue is kind of gone now that the trucks have had some poor races but we'll we'll see what happens there, there's open interpretation to schedule changes in 2021 so we'll see what happens there yeah, yeah. Um, well actually the, talking about <clears throat> dirt tracks and stuff they did at one point cover bristol in dirt that way back yeah in the day, I, they did, oh they, yeah i don't know it was some modified or like a usac race or something but they they covered the the thing in dirt and they're like never again i guess because yeah like, <laughs> kyle larson has entered the chat i mean that's that would be his dream come true if, if yep. bristol was a dirt race he'd he'd yep. lap the field by 20 laps it would be incredible guarantee it yep him Stenhouse would love that. Stenhouse absolutely needs anything to go right for him. Right now. He, he can't even get a good paint scheme for uh throwback no. weekend. It's just been yeah. a rough. It's been a really rough go. I don't know if you guys he are dogged bounty hunter fans, but I did not. Uh, I did not raise myself on it. I didn't. I did not either. I'm not a huge fan of Dog the Bounty Hunter. I mean, I watched it. My dad watched it, and I'd watch it with him. I was aware bit, of its existence, so exactly. That's pretty much what it was for me. But. Like, I think I watched more on the South Park episode of it than I watched of the actual show <laughs> itself. So, yeah, um, I, I, yeah, yeah. I was kind of shocked, honestly, about the Dog the Bounty Hunter paint scheme for him. I was like, eh, it's, yeah, weird, it was but... a little off putting. But, yeah. anyways, uh, going back to Road America. So, I think that Chris Rebell can officially stop saying that he's bad at road courses. I think that he's, yes, he's had two good races now. He had the save of the season and then, uh, pretty much outdrove everyone. Um, I was a little surprised that Cindric's car or Cindric's plan kind of fell flat. I thought that he'd have a good car there at the end, and I guess he just used all his tires mm-hmm. um, because he ended up having a pit with like three to go, I believe. But um, yeah. man, I'm telling you, if Matt Benedetto has a good stop there, doesn't lose five positions, he's probably not pushing the car as hard because mm-hmm. like everyone, the people, the anti-Matt crew is just uh, trying to body bag me on Twitter and just saying like, well, if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. And I'm just like, okay, well, I'm just saying... <laughs> Matt is a tough driver. He's going to push very hard, and he has a good car finally. He's not used mm-hmm. to having a good car, so he's like not really sure of how hard he can push it, so he's pushing it extra hard yeah. and just ended up throwing it into some corners. I mean, obviously, it sucks to have him lock it up like that and then mm-hmm. just completely yeet it off into the final turn on the last lap, but I mean, you know, there, there's not really much you can do about it at, at this rate. Like, the race is over, but I, I really hope Matt gets more opportunities, and he's probably not anymore, which really really is disheartening because this was his another great chance for him to get a win and yeah it just ripped the rug just ripped on from out uh, underneath him jeez i cannot get words out yeah i think i think he will get opportunities it, it just won't be opportunities that 
he probably could have gotten had he won that race or mm-hmm. you know, done way better because like next year, David Reagan's retiring and everyone's like, oh, there's an open seat. I'm like, well, I, I'd like to see Matt continue to race, but I want to see him in a good car. I want to see him exactly. in Stuart Haas equipment. I want to see him in Joe Gibbs racing equipment. I want to see him in something that's not, you know, middle of the rung already. You know, I want to see him in something that's, you know, it's going to perform pretty well every mm-hmm. single week. It's not going to break. And if it does, the whole team's cars are breaking. It's not like there's just n- there's just nowhere for him to go. And yeah, you can't really release like a guy like Suarez. You, like yes. me and uh, me and Kevin say that, oh, well, I mean, there's going to be one Haas driver that's not going to make the chase. Just kick that one out. But even then you have these guys that bring in sponsors. They mm-hmm. probably are still better than Matt. And just, yeah. you know, we'd probably <clears throat> determine quicker that Matt probably would be more like Eric Almarola without the possibility of getting like more top fives than he does. I don't right. know, but it's worth a chance. And if you're a team, like, you know, do you want to take that risk or do you want to stay with what, you know, I mean, there's just not much out there and the charter system makes it even more difficult for new teams to not only join the cup league or the cup series, but basically to have these teams expand. And that, to my point, I would love to see like NASCAR repeal the rule where team big teams can only have four cars. Right. I'd love yeah. to see them have more cars out there. It's like, if you have the money, and we have less cars in the field. Let them bring the talent up. That's just wasting away. Yeah, I I agree with that. I, although I will say, going back to like like you said, Suarez, he's he's a young kid who's been pretty solid for you know. I mean, he's got a great car. And he's he's got a good head on his shoulders, and he he's actually been performing fairly well. Yes, he's just in the cutoff line, but you can I mean, you can't expect a whole lot out of the kid. Out of, you know, out of one year, his first year in this equipment, he's still got to get. Mm-hmm. Used to crew chief i mean it's a whole process it's not just plug and play no well, exactly it doesn't with, work like that for see, uh, these young yeah, guys i love clint boyer but he's not been doing what he should have been doing this whole time in, in stewart hospital and that's just my opinion just because he's been yes he's won mm-hmm. some no races, i agree with you and i think he's if he misses the playoffs this year that'll be two out of three years that he's been in stewart hospital equipment and has not been the playoffs like i feel like for a that's veteran really like bad. that that's yeah that's unacceptable and on I think it was NASCAR America they've been talking about, you know, is there is it a crew chief change? Is it a driver change? Like what is it? You know? So they whatever it is, they gotta figure it out. I'm sure they will because mm-hmm. I, I Boyer's one of those guys that yeah, he's not gonna, you know, you think he, he has a chance to win every week, but if he doesn't win, I'm not like shocked that he didn't win kind of thing. You know, I'm I'm like I'm like, okay, there's obviously it's Kyle Bush, Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick, Martin Truex, those guys. If they don't win Denny Hamlin. They, yeah, Denny Hamlin now especially. <laughs> Jeez. But, I mean, I don't know. If Boyer doesn't have a good week, I'm like, well, he hasn't really been having a good year, so it's whatever. Whereas if Denny Hamlin has a terrible week, I'm like, wow, that's weird. Like, he's always running really well, so it's kind of weird that he's not having a good week. But Yeah. I feel like ever since Texas, when he was trying to run down Denny, here kitty kitty them it's just gone downhill from there i haven't yeah. really seen him much in contention he always seems to have some issue going on mm-hmm. so i don't know um i'm i'm definitely i feel like it's going to come down to tony stewart's decision because tony yep. was the guy that wanted him there in the first place mm-hmm. and if tony doesn't want him any there anymore it's pretty much his voice is going to have to tower over everyone else's right um he's going to be the uh the deciding factor and you know, from there, I, I honestly hope that Boyer gets to stay. I, I feel like, you know, yeah. there's a chance that Ryan Newman could fall out. I know you guys are out on him getting consistent finishes, but I, I feel like the consistent finishes are the reason why he's there and uh, Boyer has fallen out. Yeah. Uh, same with Jimmy. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. Darlington has been very, very all over the place for Boyer. I know two years ago, I believe he got into a really bad accident there. 
and cost him a good points day. Cost him a, I wouldn't say cost him the chance of the playoffs, but pretty much made it more difficult at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, and Indy's not really his friend. So I don't know. He yeah. he needs to be kind of hoping that he can get top five in both races and just do the best he can. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, think they're running I, the 550 package this weekend. So that should yeah, be, yeah. Uh, that should be interesting how they're going to throttle it around there because they still can't just throw it into the corners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll, it'll definitely be interesting because I, I, like I said, I, I love Boyer and I want the best for him because I, he's just like a super cool down to earth guy. So I'm like, I want, mm-hmm. he's, you know, I want him to do well, but when he doesn't do well, I'm like, well, I mean, at what point is, that you know because obviously i'm not a i'm not a team manager I, I don't make decisions for a team so it's like at what point is you know is it not good enough that's like going back to newman it's like yes he's gonna get you a top 15 just about every week but mm-hmm. if you want your team to win races and be successful it's like you can settle for top 15 or you can you know put another driver that's going to give you that all like him had the benedetto that's going to push that car to the absolute limit so i don't know there was a time that ryan newman could give you Oh, absolutely. Win races, but uh, that, 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 I feel like with a lot of drivers in the late stages of their career, they just kind of realize, you know, it, it's easier just to kind of ride around and make yourself uh, wide as fuck and just make, well, it, make yeah, it work. That's how, well, that's how Kurt Busch is now. Like, he, he's well, Kurt could races. still win, though. Kurt yeah. could absolutely still win races. Yes, and but, he's but doing as, it. Far as, as far as finishing consistently, like, he's – I think I heard somewhere in an interview that he was saying, like, I'm perfectly content with – finishing fourth whereas yeah that kind of works better than newman finishing 13th I mean, <laughs> exactly like gonna win you a, if he that could win he, newman or i'm sorry that could win kurt bush a championship this season yes yes because he could you know he's like he said he's perfectly content with finishing fourth he's not going to push the car over the edge and wreck it trying to get to third mm-hmm. or second you know he's just gonna be like okay fourth solid points day i'll go on from here whereas you know a guy like kyle larson love that kid he's awesome but he's gonna ride the outside wall every track that there's an outside wall lane that everyone runs he's running it and usually mm-hmm. he hits it I thought yeah. 90 percent of the time he hits it cuts a tire or just has tire damage some sort of issue that ends up ruining his day basically so yeah no i, I agree but that's again kurt bush being a ganassi has definitely helped that team big time and if they want they, they're gonna have both guys in the playoffs and that's going to be huge to helping uh larson actually uh move through and because if larson gets hot in the playoffs he's going to get hot real quick um yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if kurt bush wins another race this season he's again super consistent and i know martinsville is one of his better tracks but uh moving along we're uh wanted to round out a little bit of uh road america so um one of the other bigger stories was uh noah Graxon forgot how to drive again um, <laughs> yeah. which is pretty typical of the guy yeah. Um, he got into AJ Allmendinger late. AJ had a great run going on. Yes. He led 10 laps, which is no number to kind of shy at. That's pretty much a third of the race. Um, mm-hmm. Just kind of tough at the end there. But it ended up giving, uh, you know, fan favorite Ryan Ellis a better finish, I guess. And Ryan Vargas, shouts out Ryan, finished 18th, two top 20s in his first two starts. Uh, so uh, good good on him. I'm trying to look through. Kaz Gralla was pretty much top five most of the day. Same with Jeremy Clements. He was kind of riding around there. I was really impressed with him. And same with Justin Haley. But uh, I'm just ready for this playoff, uh, the Xfinity playoffs to start. This is going to be, like, really exciting to see who uh, makes it through and who doesn't. Who's going to be yeah. the fourth guy in the uh, in the championship four? Because, I mean, anyone with a brain will tell you it's Bell, uh, Reddick, and Custer in, mm-hmm. in Miami at this rate. You know, it'd have to be, like, a huge meltdown from one of those guys not to make it, which is yeah. possible. Yeah, I mean, anything can happen. I mean, anything can happen, but... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, I forgot who it was. Someone did a driver change midway through that race. Uh, the 61, I believe it was. 
Um, huh. Dirk Dick Carth. What a what a what a legend. The legend of Dick Carth. I think he did five <laughs> laps, and then uh, 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 Timmy Hill took over for the rest of the race. So God bless you, uh, Dick Carth. Um, so Bowmanville, anyone? Or Canadian Motorsport Tire? I don't actually know the real name of this track. I just call it Bowman. Okay. It just makes it easier. Nah, so yeah, I didn't get to watch all of that. I just got to watch some on yeah. the way to work. Yeah, Brett Moffitt's really fucking good. That's all I can tell you from it. Yeah. He dominated that thing. He had a 24-second lead after the end of stage uh, two, I believe, or stage one. So yeah. that's Johnny Sauter also does not um, understand uh, his, like his who his teammates are still. He kind of just runs everyone off the track. So yeah. that was that was just a classic, uh, classic Johnny Sauter. We we forgive him just because it's Johnny. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What else? <clears throat> I'm trying to see what else happened. But I mean, that was a good run. Chastain was a lot of fun to watch. Um, kind of cut through traffic because I know Harrison Burton was just in the way of everyone there, and yeah. he ended up blowing up at the end of the race. Same with Sheldon. I did Creed. see that. Um, I thought I picked Ben Rhodes actually to win this just because he uh, raced the IMSA race there. But uh, no one really outside of that. I mean, Grant Enfinger had a rough day. He finished in 13th. I'm trying to see what the playoff, because um, now they're two races through, so they've got only one race left, and I don't know their schedule off the top of my head. Um, so right now, as it stands, Hill and Ankrum are the uh, two men out. Uh, do you guys think that any of them are going to move, uh, be able to uphill or upset, sorry, Johnny Sauter, Crafton, or Enfinger? I do not see that happening. I don't. I don't see. Um, I think those guys are too experienced and too good to really kind of mm-hmm. have you know have any issues because they're they'll figure it out. You know that they're going to. I, I just looked at the schedule. They're going to Vegas. Oh, okay, yeah. Solder probably so, will do fine there. Yeah, exactly. But I Austin think those Hill, guys will be fine. Austin Hill does have a fast truck. Those mile and a halfs. Um, and this is definitely one of those races. He absolutely like. It's not a must win, but I mean, he's only three points out. That's an easy swing of positioning right there at the end of the race. That Austin Hill might end up having older, to just push it to the end, see what happens. I'm right. definitely excited. I think this is a night race, if I'm uh, not mistaken, for the mm-hmm. trucks. Oh man, I, I love watching them under the, under the lights there. Yeah, it is really yeah. nice. I just like definitely still. Races. <laughs> definitely still think this is Chastain's year, though. Definitely, I'm on on board. This is Chastain's I, year. I really hope you're right because I like I like Ross Chastain. Either and way, it, I need Ross and Moffat moved up into a full time uh, Xfinity right next year. Probably both Moffitt. them for GMS would be awesome. Yeah, Moffat's a machine. He he He's really good. needs that uh that I forgot who's in the uh GMS Xfinity. I know it's uh John Hunter, but there's another one I think. Either way, if there's not, they need a second one. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, IndyCar Gateway, you guys uh, want to kind of glance over that? Yeah, I, I kind of caught, like I said, the highlights of it. And saw that, uh, was it Takuma Sato? I know Sato ended up winning it. Yeah, but, fan, uh, he, that, was a, that was a pretty popular win. Tony Kanaan, with, which yeah. we don't get a lot of t- TK, uh, TK good finishes. So, like, that was really exciting for me. I really yeah. loved Tony Kanaan growing up, and that was really uh, really nice to hear him excited about racing again. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's been in racing for a long time so ever since i started watching in 2001 like tony yeah, kanan's been there exactly so it's pretty cool to see him actually because you know it it seems like racing is kind of a young guy's sport anymore nowadays mm-hmm. it's like but they're like in perfect example is cup or the uh, monster energy cup series and then xfinity it's it's all super young guys that they're bringing mm-hmm. up well i'm sure the same can be said for you know indie indie series or indycar series they're you know a lot of the it's a lot of young guys amongst the ranks. So seeing the, mm-hmm. know, an elder guy or older oh, guy. Oh yeah, the top, the podium were old uh, 
is the oldest podium in, in a long time. Sato, yeah. Carpenter, Kanan. I think the average age is 41. That's like, pretty that's, awesome. Oh, Ed know, Carpenter. Isn't he from here? And, yeah, Ed Carpenter's from Indiana. <laughs> yeah, I, I do like that Ed Carpenter is, like, really talented at these ovals. But unfortunately, it takes away uh, seat time from Ed Jones, who I'm a big fan of. And I'd like to see uh, more opportunities for him, I guess. But I don't yeah. know. I mean, Ganassi's probably got to feel pretty stupid. He let go of Ed Jones, and Felix Rosenquist has really just kind of done nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, been, it's been rough for him. But, uh, yeah, I know America's favorite dickhead, Santino Ferrucci, did not end up winning the race. So <laughs> um, he ended up yeah. just punting Pagano and ended up doubling down on him being an absolute prick. And uh, – just kind of like, or not passionate, I'm sorry, uh, New Garden, not really taking responsibility for the wreck at the end. Yeah. Um, he does a great job of being a good heel. I'll give him that. He really is a, a easy driver to hate. He has an awful haircut. He has a terrible backstory and uh, kind of a, an asshole. So, I mean, yeah. It, yeah. at least it gives me some, it gives the fans something to root against, which yeah, I feel he's, like in he's the car, Kyle Bush of IndyCar. There's 100%. nothing like, there hasn't been nothing like that in IndyCar. Like, even Elio Castroneves, like, when he was, like, like kind of a, a cocky asshole, it was like, well, we love Elio because he's won three Indy 500s. And it's like, mm-hmm. the last guy I can think of that was very polarizing in IndyCar was Paul Tracy. And he did cart. So, oh, was that mm-hmm. me? I think I that think someone, so yeah, I think someone emailed me. I apologize, but um, yeah, I, I I know that um, Gateway had a huge crowd, and this is really good for uh, for NASCAR. So um, because they want to definitely do it. Uh, one second, hold. Boom. All right. Well, uh, I guess I can break. Now I just got an email from Brad Perez, aka Bread Perez. Uh, he's gonna come on the podcast sometime soon. All so. Right. Woo, that's now three people that I can I can do go. interviews with. Wow. Really just I'm I think that it's four straight episodes starting with you guys just with with interviews so wonderful. <laughs> um but uh, hey, yeah, go, no. Go back, to, go back to Gateway real quick. We've actually been to that track. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, a couple times. Yeah, years ago, okay. we went to when the, it was the Bush Series at the time, but yes. the Xfinity Series would race out there. And I think they do they still race they still race out there, don't they? I don't. I think the trucks do. The trucks do. Okay, the trucks do. Well, we went out there uh, for I think it was um, was it the Arca race. I, I went out there for an Arca, Arca race. Just, Arca still does it out there too. Yeah. I, I was out there for an Arca race and truck race. I think they did it the same weekend back then. And then uh, Xfinity was another uh, another weekend. But we went back whenever Reed Sorensen was a boss. In the, oh, uh, in the 32 car? Yes, yes. Oh, when he was yes. absolutely killing it back then. And it was pretty – It was pretty. actually, Martin Truex Jr. was down there. I still – I think still among the Bush Series ranks or whatever. So it's been a long time, but – yeah, I think that was a year after the crazy uh, Keselowski Edwards finish also yes, that happened yes. there. So, yeah, no, that yep. was a really good time. And again, I feel like NASCAR should really focus on trying to get a full weekend there. That'll be a lot of fun. Maybe get rid of one yeah. of the uh, the Kansas dates or one of the well, I guess they can't do the Pocono dates now since they figured yeah. that one out. But yeah. they'll figure something out for it. Yeah. And again, if they're bringing that big of a crowd for an IndyCar race. They can uh-huh. definitely get a big crowd for a good NASCAR race. What NASCAR needs are tracks where you have to like play with the throttle, and Gateway would be perfect. Well, I, see, that's with Gateways. I feel like it's just a gigantic Martinsville. Is all it is. It's a really fast Martinsville because it's flat in the corners, so you have you're going to have to use your bumper. 
And yes, there's a lot of speed on the straights. So I mean, it's it's I, I like the track. I really do. So I it's I really essentially just it. old homestead, just egg shaped. Yes, basically. An old homestead kind of worked a, a little bit. You know, they definitely need that safer barrier. <laughs> um, yes. All right, so. We pretty much covered all that. There wasn't that much racing going on. We had no F1 weekend. I forgot to make my Canada uh, Great White North noise, but whatever. We'll do that at the end of the episode. Um, but so right now, I want to go to one of our uh, segments that I'm trying to remember to do each week. Uh, so Catbird Seat versus uh, Peeing Ice Water Over a Hot Stove. And uh, are you guys a little familiar with how this works? I do not think I no. am. I do not think <laughs> I am. So essentially, it's a hot seat, cool throne. Who's been hot and racing this past week? Like, who's caught your eye as someone who's gaining ground and who is uh, essentially on the hot seat right now? Like, who's basically peeing ice water over a hot stove, as DW would say? Okay. Uh, for my hot seat, I'd have to do – and he's been hot for, you know, a while, and it's kind of obvious that he's been hot. But Christopher Bell, dude's just been on fire, and it's it's – like you said, with this road course history, he says he's not a good road course racer, but mm-hmm. he's had top top twos in all three races this year. That would be more the catbird seat than the hot seat. Okay, well, yeah. well he's sitting pretty, is is basically, and he is sitting essentially. I mean, he's got momentum going on, and he keeps he's proving that he's a road course driver too. So, I mean, yeah. what what can't he do? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> all right, uh, who's peeing ice water then for you? Mm. I don't. Have to, I don't I'm, I'm see. I'm gonna say I want to say Clint Boyer, but I don't know that they'll. They, they're not. I don't think they're gonna do anything. He's to definitely it, on a. He's definitely like you know getting. He's got to be worried. Yeah, I, that's what any I'm, normal I, driver in that four team to be worried. Yes, and I, I yeah, I, I just think he's essentially worried about more worried about not making the playoffs than you know the whole seat situation, his ride situation. I think mm-hmm. I, I don't think they'll get rid of them, but it's he's still just worried about not making the playoffs. Cause like I said, if he misses the playoffs this year, that'll be two out of three years. He hasn't made the playoffs. And so it's, I think he'll, he knows that too. I guarantee he knows that. So. Yeah. yeah and I know Stuart, uh, Stuart Haas being one of the favorites coming into the season does not want to have to deal with the fact that uh, this, like after the first time, all four drivers in their team made the playoffs that once again, they stumble, especially with how Harvick started the season. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Uh, Ken, what do you got? I haven't heard much of you this, uh, no, this episode. I, I feel bad that I haven't really focusing on you. I'm just tired. Uh, no, I don't blame you. That's why we don't have Kevin here. So you're <laughs> just saying like who's who's doing great things right now? Yeah, who's basically been been in the catbird seat and who's kind of you know needs to be worried about uh, some blowback. Um, hell, I mean, this uh, can be in any I mean, uh, form of uh, racing. It doesn't have to just be NASCAR. It can be anything really. I mean, De Benedetto has been great. I mean, <laughs> I know that's a very generic answer right now, but yeah. uh, watching what he's done at Bristol and then blowing his it right stock there is definitely the... rising. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I'm. I really, I really hope he'll at least pick up sponsors, maybe for you know for performing the way he's performing, maybe, and the fact that he's getting that kind of love from all the fans. Because I know mm-hmm. I remember I listened to your last episode. And oh, thank at you. Bristol, it was absolutely insane how loud that place got whenever, like, we yeah, were, that's it, it was unreal. Me. Like, I, th- I don't think I've ever heard of like a state, well, just because there was 90,000 people there yeah. just mm-hmm. screaming. So it's like, as soon as he came on the, the Jumbotron, everyone just went ballistic. And it's like the fact that that many people want him to do well, it's like, surely some bigger sponsors will be like, okay, well, you know, we'll, we'll throw a sponsor, some sponsorship money at you. 
therefore well, hopefully getting him into a bigger ride. Mm-hmm. That would probably go into what I'm going to say. But, Ken, um, who is on hot seat? Like, who's peeing the ice water? Uh, heck, who's man. Taking, who's taking the piece? <laughs> I don't know, man. Who you got, Tyler? Second. I, who's my second guy on the hot seat? I, I have to. I mean, you, only had to have, you only had to have one, two, if you didn't. Uh, but if you want to do his, uh, if you want to do Ken's four, Watching some tennis now, actually. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Serena's here's on. here's another guy. Well, he's on my hot seat. He's not necessarily probably on the hot seat overall, but I've said stuff about this guy in previous episodes of our our Turkey Tailgaters podcast. But I'm not all about Paul Menard. I'm not about him. I just I don't like him really that. too much. I mean, and, yeah, Paul Menard's kind of. We've already canceled the podcast. Yes, I, I I just don't like him. I and I think he's he's. I think, and I know actually, and I'm sure everyone else knows this. He's only in NASCAR because he bought he bought a ride. So I, I just I, it makes me mad because I want to see someone else in that spot. Yeah, if there's way any with team with that has a good seat that I would actually think Matt deserves over the driver, it's it's he should deserve the 21 over Paul Menard. Like that yeah. one is kind of like you have to argue Paul Menard's done absolutely nothing Pretty besides much. just holding on at Indianapolis because of tire strategy. Yeah. Other than that, he doesn't win any of the Xfinity races. I think the last one he won was at Road America in 2015. Um, he just doesn't really take advantage of opportunities. He wrecks young guys to try and prove a point, which <laughs> yep. when you think yep. about it, he wrecks anyone that gets in his way because he just can't really drive very well. I, I, Paul Menard is a guy that probably he's going to keep his seat in the 21 because he doesn't wreck too often. Mm-hmm. And that's important to Penske, a driver that doesn't wreck. And also the money. If you yeah. have money, that's easy. But I would like to go into basically um, my catbird seat. So going on to the sponsorship thing for Matty D, it is tough for him to get sponsorship. But I am waiting for this to be announced. But I am a big Barstool guy. And they tweeted out last night yes. that there are is some big NASCAR-related news. Now, I was hoping to get an email from Portnoy saying that it said he's hiring <laughs> me to run his NASCAR shtick because he doesn't understand any of it but you know (laughs) unfortunately i'm not funny enough and i don't write for a living anymore so i need to get back into that um but hopefully if it doesn't mean that they're starting a nascar podcast with god forbid blake walker um then then they're hopefully sponsoring matt de benedetto at some point they have technically sponsored a car with uh natural light so and i you know was okay with it i'm not a big natty guy anymore I was once a 19 year old. Now I'm not, Um, (laughs) but you know, for, for me, that one, that could be huge. So that is my potential. As far as um, peeing ice water right now, I feel like right now guys who have a lot of egg on their face have got to be Todd Bodine and Jeff right now. They look really stupid after the Tyler Dipple news um, that came out today. And you guys are familiar with what happened, right? I'm not. Well, actually. there was a thing on load saying kind of the backstory on that, but I didn't get to load it because I didn't have any signal. So yeah, I have no idea. I've been trying out though. So Tyler Dipple was um leaving a uh, a short track race a couple nights ago, and he got pulled over, and essentially uh, cops searched his car. He was they kept asking him if he was on drugs. He said no. They allowed he allowed them to search the car. And in the car, they found a prescription of Adderall 
it was essentially Adderall that wasn't uh, Tyler's and NASCAR immediately um, uh, suspended him. Um, and there was an investigation and today the charges were actually dropped because confirmed that it was not his uh, blood test proved that there was none in his system. Hasn't, there hasn't been uh, any uh, like source of drug usage in his system uh mm-hmm. for the past however long they tested for i have to assume they probably do hair tests because it's nascar mm-hmm. um and yeah and todd bodine and jeff hammond decided before any of the uh facts were out there to basically bury tyler on nascar race hub essentially just kind of shame him without any of the facts being out and now they look stupid and a lot yeah. of people on twitter are calling him out for it as they rightfully should it was a it's a bad move and it's just kind of typical of nascar of people basically to assume things without the facts and this has happened many times before and i i posted about it i replied to one of uh, keselowski's tweets because brad was rightfully upset about it and i said it's funny how the nfl is extremely polarized for their uh forms of drug testing for their uh players when nascar is literally gives you the death penalty without any investigation even happening and it's crazy People should be more focused on, like, you know, maybe making. And it sucks for Tyler, but now he's back. He's been reinstated. And honestly, there's a chip on his shoulder now. I hope that the guy goes out there and, and shows his worth. I don't know if he's, I don't think he's going to win a race, but Talladega is coming up for the trucks. But I'd like to see Tyler get something done here. Yeah. I, I mean, I had, I had no idea. <clears throat> but that is a crazy story. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's wacky insane. shit. Yeah. That's absolutely yeah. crazy. But I thought I saw something also that someone got suspended. I, I didn't look into it, but it said uh, for something with their coffee. I guess there was something in their coffee that got them in trouble, too. I do not recall that one yeah. off the side. Huh. As a crew chief or something. I'll yeah. try to look into it. But Yeah, yeah that, no, I mean, classic slinging cocaine through the coffee. I mean, <laughs> on that, let's be honest. But, yeah, that's that's not a good look, though, just berating someone before you know all the facts. Cause, oh, mean, yeah, no. Like I said, you you look like the biggest idiot in the world if you just. Well, Todd Bodine is used to looking like the biggest idiot. That's true. That is, that is very true, but especially like a guy like I don't know how old is Tyler Dipple. He can't be. He's not very old at all. I'm sure. No, he's not very so, old. I'm looking right now. So I mean, you're you're literally trying to like just talking down on this kid to for the entire essentially Twitter sphere to see, and mm-hmm. you're just just berating the kid. He... He's born in 2000. I feel so old. Oh, that is ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, man. You guys are probably older than I It was yeah. just like, I just, I feel just kind of weird seeing these guys who are just so much more talented than I, younger than me. It's just weird. Yes. It's, it's heart. It it's gets stranger. It gets yeah. stranger. Um, yeah. but yeah, moving along. So, uh, fun race this weekend. It's NASCAR's throwback weekend. We head, we're headed to Darlington. Have you guys ever been to Darlington or? We have not. Nope. That is uh, definitely one that I need to get uh, crossed off bucket my bucket list. list. For yeah. Sure, yeah. That's, and especially with it moving back to labor. Now, um, you know, I live in Florida, so I'm about to be pounded by uh, Hurricane uh, Dorian in the next couple of days. I'm hopefully by the time you hear this, I'm still alive. But uh, <laughs> at the moment, there is the potential that the storm could move north, um, and there is the potential that they would might move the race up to an afternoon. I don't think that's going to happen, according to the more recent um, forecasts. But Pockers, you know, had to let people know just because there are one or two people on the internet that need to know everything from Bob, and God bless Bob's heart, he really does the best out there. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's, so, I mean, that's, I, I follow, there's a few guys that I follow, but Bob Parker's is one I'm really paying attention to him 
And then, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Me and Bob have had conversations on Twitter before. He always seems to respond to me when I uh, tweet him. I don't do it as often as I used to because most of the questions I have are are not necessary to ask. But he is very quick with responding, and I respect Bob for it. But uh, so speaking of throwbacks, guys, uh, what what say you on some of the throwbacks this weekend? I know you guys have probably had some time to look, right? Yes, yes. I am a huge fan of – who's it landon castle his throwback yes. to sterling marlin i love that car that is so I sweet want to point out that kevin did want me to say that that was his favorite uh throwback as well and it's the reason he drinks cores right now is because <laughs> of land castle and i'm like okay but that's not who's sponsoring him and also cores <laughs> is you know not my favorite anymore right, and i right. say that as i drink bush light so i don't yeah dude i mean I that's the only anymore. thing to drink bush light is the that's that's our that's our go-to around here that's what we well drink. okay that's good like so water. at least we have some cultured people here. <laughs> yes exactly yes all right i'm trying uh, to find the paint schemes for this and weekend then, I, but my problem i mean i always love brad keselowski's darlington team because they always are obviously rusty wallace cars and my dad was a huge rusty wallace fan growing up so that's all i i knew growing up was rusty wallace and this car is i, I do like his car a lot i like that car i like the cold trickle car the most yeah, yeah, the Cole Trigger one is very, very Classic, nice. Yeah. I also like Cole Custer's Buckshot Jones. He's really trying to play that character very well. And Buckshot was one of the first drivers I, I learned about in uh, NASCAR and I watched. So that was really funny to me. Yeah. I'm trying to find this uh, paint scheme area. Now, one of my – the story, one of my favorite paint scheme, though, is Joe, how Joey Logano is – doing a paint scheme of Kevin Harvick, like uh, one of his top. That is weird to me. It's so weird, yeah. I have mixed feelings, obviously, about um, that paint scheme because, um, I mean, first things first, that was one of the biggest teases I've ever had as a NASCAR fan. I wanted Mark to win that so badly, so I have very mixed emotions about that scheme. But it's just even funnier because you have the fact that Logano is the previous champion, and he's throwing it back to a guy that won the championship five years ago. Yeah, it's really wacky to me. Yeah, and but I, I do like how they uh, unveiled it, <laughs> the little commercial that they unveiled. Oh, that was wife. hilarious. That was. And they're even. Oh my god, it's fantastic. Playing into the I wear the fire suit now. Yeah, that's incredible. Yes, it's so These, it's so the good. schemes for this weekend are wonderful. I'm very on board. Like Austin Dillon's is really awesome. I mean, even if mm-hmm. it's not much, it's kind of a throwback to Mark Martin's. I do like Newman's. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Uh, I guess Hemrick is just doing one for the sake of doing one. I don't know. I like Chase Elliott's. Chase Elliott's is nice. It, it just reminds me of like a cleaner Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Jimmy Johnson's car is pretty sick too. Jimmy, Baja and truck. it's a great, it's a, it's a, it's a great scheme because it was his Baja truck. That, that's yeah. really awesome. I mean, like you said, I don't really think there's, there's not very many bad schemes in this. And I don't even know if oh, there's yeah. any bad schemes. They're all really good. Denny Hamlin's. I like to go back to DW. <laughs> Denny Hamlin's throwback to DW's car. We haven't even talked about the sexy. fact that Eric Almirola is throwing it back to Tony Stewart's first championship, yeah, which is cool. very – I went to that race where he won the first championship. First time I ever flipped it. I flipped off Tony Stewart as I walked away, and my dad grounded me for two weeks. <laughs> well, back when that, – that Tony Stewart was a completely different Tony Stewart. Well, I, could, I guess I should say he's always been – like a hotheadish, he's always been, mm-hmm. you know, had that temper. But young Tony Stewart was kind of an asshole. So, oh yeah, it was I really mean, easy to hate him. And then Boyer throwing it back to Tony Stewart's 2011 championship. Yeah, which it's kind of funny. It's 
kind of avoiding the whole point of this weekend. I love Kyle Busch because I remember Bobby Hill and Jr. from watching old uh, Daytona 500 races. It's just, it's funny. And then Truex is throwing it back to his 2004 championship. Yep. Just some of these schemes are so nice. And I haven't even yeah. gotten through half of them. I, love, I do love awesome. that. I do love that uh, Suarez, Boyer, and Almirola are all throwing it back to Tony Stewart's championships. Because mm-hmm. I, I think that's super cool. I mean, obviously, the, the, the dude. The 41 might be the nicest. I, I do like the 41s. Yeah. I do. It's like just that. so clean. That was always mm-hmm. such a clean scheme. Yep. 38's nice. I'm just going through right now. Okay, yeah. Now I see what um they were talking about with the 2003 finish for Chip Ganassi. Uh, I haven't seen Larson's scheme yet. That's actually a really nice uh callback to the 41 car of Craven. Mm-hmm. We haven't mm-hmm. even talked about Bubba. That one's fantastic. I, I do yeah, like that Adam Petty one. That's all. It doesn't even look like Ryan Priest is doing anything, but I guess it counts for Ron Bouchard. Yeah, that's, right. I, I noticed that. I'm like, that kind of looks... If I just... Like that's just, that's like that looks like a normal car that you drive. I love it. The fifty one's doing Stroker Ace. That's a classic yes. garbage movie, but a movie nonetheless that I will watch. <laughs> I like uh, that the seventy seven <laughs> car is not a throwback, but it is clean. That is very yeah. clean. Yeah. I love those rims. I don't think they're going to be I running those though. Probably not. What is uh oh Tim Richmond? Okay, that's why he was yeah. Richmond. And the ninety five yeah. is we're getting we have a hood number now. We're getting that's got to be the next step for quarter panel numbers. I know that a couple people really want to see that. Yeah. I don't, I don't see the 52 or the 50. I don't know if all of Rick Ware is coming through, but so far, nothing really bad. I mean, I have to say like the, the zero zero is definitely the, the easy winner for the weekend. Yeah. But as far as the drivers that are actually going to, I really like the car. That one's really nice. Yeah. Wait, you I, guys I want to think... make, oh. I was going to say, I think my favorite out of all of them, probably be the landing castle car for sure just ken which one did you say was your favorite uh the culture old days of thunder yeah that that's that's a really good pick and hopefully william byron can actually uh keep that one out of trouble i can't remember who had that car in previous years but it was a back marker and it did not do very well (laughs) yeah um okay so there are some drivers not doing throwbacks so just you know boo them the harvick's (laughs) not doing one he's doing bush beer big buck hunter uh, Ty Dillon is not doing anything with Geico, Stenhouse, Busher, and yeah, so one of those four drivers is going to win the race, according to how this normally goes. <laughs> so Harvick's going to win the race. Probably. <laughs> Probably Harvick, if I had to guess. Although, I mean, Busher has had some good runs this season. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's, that's, my, that's my dude. I love me Busher, man. He is honestly one of those like sneaky drivers that does yes. really well. I think he has a top yeah. 20 streak still. Of about nine or ten races, so that's just that's really been good. impressive. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Um, so let's make some picks. What do you guys think? Uh, as far as the let's see, race winner this year or this weekend. I... Well, hold on, hold on. We have a okay, way of yeah. doing this. So okay, yeah. You let for me know. the fans who have not uh, listened to this before, basically for our picks, we do a dark horse guy first. Um, okay. so you, it's basically a driver you don't expect to do very well normally that could have a good finish that could change the outcome of how uh, the top 10 or top 15 might play out. Then we pick our favorites. So basically the guy you think is going to win the race of the best drivers in the field. And then you pick a sleeper, someone who's not necessarily a favorite, but someone that more than likely could win the race. And it's pretty obvious who's who, like you're not going to pick uh Bubba Wallace to be your favorite. And you're not going to pick Brad Keselowski to be your uh, dark horse. So. Right. Right. Um, so since you guys are our guests, I will let you go first and I'll pick last. 
Uh, okay. Tyler, why not? Actually, you know what, Ken, why don't you go first? <laughs> uh, dark horse, I'm going to go with Kyle Larson. Okay, that's not a dark horse. You don't think so? <laughs> no, absolutely not, because Kyle Larson probably could win this. Um, well, heck. Remember, it's someone that you just are expecting, you know, not to do very well, but could have a good run. I think the cutoff for a dark horse, where I normally put is like a Austin Dillon or like a, uh, who is it, Ryan Newman or someone like that. Okay. Even, yeah. We had uh, Will Byron as a dark horse at one point, and that we can't do that anymore. Nah, yeah, I don't think he could. He's I think he's he, he's gotten himself on a roll here. He's got to get that win, man. He's going to get it. He, he's he got Chad Canals. He's going to get it. That's true. Is that all right, Ken. Uh, no, I'm, I'm picking after all you guys. Don't worry. Uh, so, Ken, you got a different dark horse? Oh, man, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll say Ricky Stenthouse Jr. That's fine. I can I can live with that. Yeah, I mean, that's a... That's a solid one, I guess. I mean, I, just, I I'm not I'm not high on Ricky, so he's not going to win this race, but he's definitely someone that if he could get a top five, that would be just a nice little moral victory. Although that doesn't get him into the playoffs at all. Mm-hmm. He's essentially eliminated at this point. So Tyler, uh, who do you uh, for your dark horse? So for my dark horse, I'm, I'm kind of stuck between these two that I'm looking at right now. I'm either uh, Bubba Wallace or Ryan Priest because I just I just I just feel like those guys have been up and down all year and Bubba has not mm-hmm. you know he's been solid but it's he's still it's still Bubba Wallace and you know it's Richard Petty racing or whatever it is, or whoever they they get bought out or something or is it still Richard Petty racing it's it's still Richard it's Petty, still Richard Petty um, motorsports okay. now yeah so like yeah, I don't know I, I I can see him actually having a solid this week though especially like with the scheme and everything I feel like it's going to be kind of mean a little more because mm-hmm. they have an Adam Petty throwback so I don't know I just I, just, I think I'm gonna go with Bubba Wallace for my dark horse all right. Well, I'm going to go actually with a different different strategy than I normally do. Normally, I would pick a, a children's car or one of the JTG guys, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, switch it up. I'm going to pick Michael McDowell this week. Um, first of all, he has a really clean paint scheme, uh, so that's an added bonus. I always love silver numbers. So mm-hmm. McDowell is a guy that definitely, you know, if he can score top 15, top 20, that's not really too much of a surprise. But, uh, you know, definitely looking also for Chris Buescher to keep his top 20 streak alive this yes, week. So Yes, yes. All right. And so, Ken, who's your favorite? Who do you think is going to race? Is, uh, this, is this now Kyle Larson? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to go with Chase Elliott. Just seems like he's okay. finally getting it together. Races. Yeah, I and, was and saying, my favorite, so. I was saying last week he's getting hot at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. I can, right. I can get down with that. Um, what do you – so for me, because I, I think the easy pick right now is obviously I think Denny Hamlin because he has a fantastic repertoire for, mm-hmm. uh, as, at Darlington, and he has a crap ton of momentum right now. So I think that's such an easy pick, but, and so I guess right. that's who I'm going to go with. But, I mean, I just think he's kind of on a, just an absolute tear right now, and I don't think – Wait, did you actually take him? Yeah. Oh damn it! All right. Well, I gotta think of another one now. <laughs> <laughs> this always happens to me. I always uh, I'm, I'm next <laughs> guest and I let them pick first. Take who I want. Um. All right. Well, let's see here. Um. So Kevin. Um. For his dark horse, he took Austin Dillon, and then for his favorite, he took uh Kevin Harvick. So for my favorite, I guess I'm going to switch it up a little bit. So you know what? 
he won here last year and he has just such a nice scheme again this year. I can't really go wrong with making the pick and Penske definitely needs a good run here. I'm going to go with Brad. Brad. So, you know, give me some, give me Brad. I can't pick Logano again. I'm so sick of doing it. Yeah. It's just, it it hurts me (laughs) to do that every week. Yeah. Cause I I hate Brad. Like Joey is definitely my least favorite. Yep. Absolutely. I I think Joey's just about everybody's least favorite. Eh, there are a lot of Logano fans, and to them, I, I say, are you, are you blind? Well, that's what, that's what I'm saying. As far as if it, you're not a Logano fan, if you had to pick all three of those drivers, Logano would be last, and everyone that's not a, like you know an obvious Logano fan. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I, just, yeah I, I think Brad's a good pick, though. I mean, he like you said, he won last year, so you know he knows how to drive the track. I just, hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's not – it's definitely, you know – Something I hope that happens, but I again, whenever I seem to pick uh, uh, Penske cars, it doesn't always work out in my favor since Daytona. <laughs> so we'll see what happens here. Um, all right, Ken. So who would be your sleeper? Someone that we haven't mentioned that potentially could upset this race and win it. Um, can I say Jimmy Johnson since he's been asleep for almost two years now? <laughs> Absolutely, you can say <laughs> Jimmy Johnson. He needs right. that win desperately. Yeah, this is he's running out of mode. time. So I mean, I think it's. I think they're going to be not saying they don't give it their all every week, but he's had some bad luck lately. So hopefully they get it together this week. And that'd definitely be a sleeper. If, if he, won. I could definitely see if Jimmy does not make the playoffs, he might be contemplating retirement and some like much sooner than he thought. Cause like, yeah, he's definitely focused on other, uh, uh, things outside of racing, you know, obviously his health is a big one, but you know, his family's a big thing for him and he's definitely had less joy in racing, he lost his, uh, you know, he lost Knaus. So I don't, if he does not win either Indy or uh, Darlington, Indy, it's funny when you say that because when you think back to the past 15 years, those are two tracks that you automatically write down Jimmy to win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy to see how this downfall has happened, but yeah. I'm not counting him out for Indy. That one, if there was ever a race for Jimmy to have that magic, that's probably the place. Yep, I agree. Um, all right, Tyler, who is your sleeper? <clears throat> I'm going to go with Eric Amarola. Okay. Yeah, all he's, right. he's. I don't know, I just I just feel like he's kind of due for a huge, huge run like that. Like, he's he's been, you know, decently solid all year. He's in the, obviously, he's in the playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. So, he's obviously been doing something right. But I just feel yeah, like he's he solid, that, but he doesn't get that, a top that five. breakthrough. Yeah, he needs that breakthrough to, to win and kind of, like, get some momentum going into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at some stats right now um, for this season. Give me one second. Um, so for my uh, sleeper, I'm going to go ahead and go because I have been this guy has been taken away from me every single time, but I'm going to pick Kyle Larson and I can't believe he's been available this entire time. So finally, I get Larson. <laughs> I don't feel like I've ever gotten Larson this season. Um, so as far as the standings go um, for Eric Almarola, he has one top five this entire season, but has 10 top tens. And he has had lead, uh, 18 lead lap finishes, which is very important. Because um, when you look at the guys in front of him, Blaney, Bowman, uh, Larson, and even uh, Eric Jones, who's all have less lead lap finishes. And that consistency has really kept Almirola in the, uh, in the running. But uh, when the playoffs go, he has to get going. He can't just be sitting in the top 10 thinking he's, he's sitting pretty. He really has exactly. to get going at that point. Yeah. So, but again, those Stuart Haas guys do turn on a different switch when the playoffs come around. So we'll see, mm-hmm. especially uh, Kevin Harvick. So, well, okay, perfect. I can go through the picks real quick. So um, Dark Horses, Kevin had Austin Dillon. I had McDowell. Tyler had Priest. And then Ken had Stenhouse. Uh, then for favorites, Harvick, 
uh kevin had harvick okay <laughs> um <laughs> i had brad keselowski tyler had hamlin uh and ken had chase elliott and then for sleepers kevin had uh tim richmond and then uh i had uh kyle larson tyler had one of the many tony stewart's in the field eric almirola and then uh Jimmy Johnson, that's really got to be just so funny not to have just one Tony Stewart, just to have three Tonys in the field. It's yeah, absolutely yeah. hilarious to me. That is pretty funny. Um, all right, so moving on, going to do another segment. I finally, finally sat down and tortured myself and watched an episode of Racing Wives. Oh, so I'm just going to do I a, can't. I, I applaud you for that because I am. It was that, so. I, was, it, I need a trophy I, for it. I, I don't. Des- <laughs> I should not have had to have, uh, you know make myself do that but for the sake of the podcast i did it it was awful i would uh, it it was just it was very painful so i'm gonna just basically do a little recap racing wives for guys who don't watch racing wives and keep (laughs) it really short so i I hadn't seen any of the episodes before this is episode four that i watched so i was learning about all these people so one of them is a driver um whose name i've already forgotten and she is dating a Canadian football player for the Rough Riders. And she talks about her racing career. She only has had three uh, three races in her entire life. Um, so I don't really know. But she's finished all of them, I guess. I don't know. Um, she is the worst actress I've ever seen in my life. Just absolutely some of just the worst reaction times. Like, someone will say something, and she reacts super slowly and just super fake. It was... It was rough. At least Samantha could handle everything. But yes, for so the five. Typical, oh, is it your typical up? like Jersey Shore scripted almost? No, it's it's more like Basketball Wives or like just one of the. It's just a wives show. It's like the Real Housewives of Hollywood, Real Housewives yeah. of Atlanta. It's yeah. I've seen some of these based off of people I've dated in the past, and they just kind of watch it, and I'm like, all right, well, I'll allow this to exist because I know you're gonna fall asleep halfway through it. Um, <laughs> But for the most part, uh, it's just some of the worst acting I've ever seen. But there were, like, two parts I actually genuinely thought were kind of funny, both of them having to do with anything Kyle Busch said. So Kyle <laughs> Busch is the absolute star of this show. He only was in five ep- uh, minutes of this episode, but everything he said was an electric factory. At Ooh. one point, um, Samantha said that they were able to raise $20,000 based off of T-shirts that she was able to sell when she when uh, Kyle and Logano got into the uh, little fisticuffs over at uh, Vegas. So uh-huh. she's like, maybe you should fight another driver. And he's like, maybe I will. And he's just kind of laughing. I know this is at some point that's... Kyle is thinking like, okay, I guess I have to fight someone else for life. Perfect. Yeah. I, and that's I'm, kind I'm of, here for that's it. Kind of, I'm here for it. That's kind of funny that like in order for you to like in, it, the only time you're laughing is when you're grasping at what Kyle book. What you yeah. need Kyle Bush to, to provide your entertainment because I mean he does provide entertainment. When oh, he's he, the most entertaining driver because in... <laughs> everyone hates him, so it's it's fantastic exactly. watching him just go at each other and stuff. But it's it's pretty funny on a show like that that you need Kyle Bush to like carry carry it basically for you a little bit. Well, the thing is, he's not really the most he he's electric, but I don't even know if he actually is the most electric guy on that show because. Austin Dillon's um, wife is also one of the uh, main wives, and right. so Austin's on it a lot. But Austin's um, crewman, um, his name is Paul Swan, I believe, is just such a ridiculous human being. He is a man-child. <laughs> he is jacked to the point that I think he could eat Austin Dillon if he really, truly wanted to. Like, straight up just rip him in half and eat him like a predator. Um, and he's just, he's just a ridiculous human being. So 
if there's any reason to watch the show, you watch it for 10 minutes and you might get to hear Austin Dillon, Kyle Busch, and Paul Swan talk. Because with the wives, it's like, and it was even funny because um, Paul said at one point, this is just petty drama. And yeah. it's like, yes, this is That's a reality exactly television show. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> I was just like, this man is breaking the fourth wall. I love him. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, I applaud you. for. I don't know that I ever will. Now, if I'm scrolling through TV and I see that it's on, I may just tune in just to see, just to see how much. But just know that if I ever do that, I'm going to think of you and be like, how the hell did he do this? I, I, I don't know how it, he did it's it. It's very challenging, but I'm doing it for the rest <laughs> of the season now. I've, I've become invested in all the characters. I've learned most of their names. I've learned their backstories. Austin Dillon's wife also is just ridiculous, not only in just how spray tan she is, but just in yes. her reactions just like the other girl who by the way i have not seen her in any scenes with the other wives i don't really know what Why goes on but yeah also i really was unsettled by the fact that samantha bush talked about having sex with kyle i was very unsettled that is uh, apparently disturbing. in one of the episodes she talked about how they used to sex through email and that's just one <laughs> of those things i i can't imagine i i tried not to imagine it but twitter oh. made me so Oh God! <laughs> Just picture that visual, listeners. No, I—it's too late. Like you try not to picture something, but you can't help but picture something. Oh man! Oh, All right, geez. so let's uh, go ahead and round out the field here. So uh, I believe that today, on August twenty-eighth, uh, was the twenty-year anniversary of the dump and run by Earnhardt Bonnie. So we have yeah. officially have one more year until we can serve that memory alcohol legally. <laughs> um i already mentioned it but nascar reinstated tyler dipple and again good on nascar um you know taking care of that quickly but uh before i move along i want to uh just share some heartbreaking news um driver jesse combs unfortunately lost her life this morning in a land speed record crash um you know it's just tough i watched her on mythbusters as a kid um i was aware of her uh you know it's just uh, you don't think about these drivers that try and do um, these death-defying stunts or, like, these records, they are far more dangerous than any of the racing. Like, I complain how um, IndyCar racing at Pocono is just stupid dangerous. This is legitimately, like... Because I know Brian Keselowski does this, too. It's so dangerous what they do, and it's just so unfortunate to lose someone um, like that in the racing community. So I just wanted to send thoughts and prayers to uh, Jesse and Jesse's family. Absolutely. That's, that's tough right there. Because, I mean... Any motorsport is dangerous, extremely dangerous. In fact, but, mm -hmm, yeah, of course, that kind of stuff is just it just takes it to another level. So, yeah, you just don't really think about it either. Like all the people that just have this unnatural need for speed. But, <clears throat> you know, I mean, some people love it and, you know, it, it can honestly be the best thing for them. Most therapeutic thing. They just feel more at ease there. And it also mm -hmm. it's just teetering on the brink. And she's in those rocket cars. I couldn't imagine what that scene must have been. It's just heartbreaking in general, honestly, though. But, yeah. you know, thoughts and prayers. And I know that, you know, there's probably going to be some drivers that mentioned it this weekend and probably will be riding with either a patch or, or something. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, moving along from that, though, uh, did you guys see Bowman's uh, look for this weekend? What do you mean? Like his? his... He Thanks, posted dude. on Instagram just uh, like for a driver. And the way he's going to look straight up like Tim Richmond. It's actually really... Oh, really really yeah no nice. I, I i love it when the drivers at least you know will try and dress up in oh. the style that they're going for 
I know wow. that Blaney obviously could get like a goatee if he really wanted to in, in record <clears throat> time, but you know, yeah. I'd love to see uh, Joey Logano dressed like a, a dickhead, but he already does that every day of his life. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, 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 I love Ryan Blaney for his mullet. So oh, I he, love it. So I much. mean, the fact that he just, he grows it. I think he, I mean, he grows it every year. Doesn't he? he said he's, I think he said uh, he only cuts it after the season's over with. Cause I mean, I've mm-hmm. listened, like, well, his Instagram p- profile picture is that's the Ryan Blaney. I want to see at all times. Like he's got the the nice mustache and he's got his his flowing mullet hair long hair and I'm like that see that's that's the Ryan Blaney I can get behind like I can get behind yeah regardless but I mean that that's what I want to see just that old school mask because I mean I know him and I'm sure a lot of other guys do it. Dale Junior Dale Junior download but they're always wearing these throwback shirts and hats and I'm like where do you get this stuff like I want some of this oh stuff. Junior always has just the best swag it's it's yeah. unreal some of the stuff that he's able to get. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm like, man, it just, it just, what looks perfect when you compliment, you know, a nice 1988, you know, NASCAR shirt with a mullet and a mustache, like it just, it just goes together. So we haven't mentioned the fact that Junior is racing again. I, I feel yes. kind of ashamed that we haven't touched on that yet. The fact yeah. that he is racing after a plane crash, yeah. and you know, just that he's going to be doing it in a really nice uh, throwback. We haven't really talked much backs for this weekend i really yeah. like his car it's based off of his father's 74 late model i believe um mm-hmm. just really nice looking but um yeah i i'm excited to see junior come back i don't think he's gonna, though i mean what do you guys think um as far as him coming back i i, I mean i don't know i i think it's pretty crazy because you go through something like that dramatic as yeah, um, I would have thought he would have backed out yeah and i would not have blamed him at all like oh, uh, yeah, but no, i know it would have been fine there's probably plenty of people that were going to that race to watch him race and they'd have been all upset, but it's like the same kind of people who were upset. And I, by the way, I hate these people, but the same people that are upset for Andrew Luck retiring, you know, on a whim. And it's just like, God damn it. Like, you all right. Yeah. Crazy. You guys are Colts fans, right? Yes. Yes. we Oh are, man. I'm so sorry for you. So I was just in the heat of the moment. I can understand the people that booed. Cause I have definitely, uh, I, I've definitely done worse things at sporting events. Again, I was 18 and intoxicated. I have reason for that. I was a child, essentially. But definitely, like, I can see it. But looking at it, it's like I understand where luck came from because I completely yes. understood where Calvin Johnson came from when he did this a couple of years ago. Yeah. So it's it's just tough because that's that's your guy. And I know we're getting into football talk here. But yeah, well, hey, I, yeah. You, guys, you guys have our sloppy – fourths now i guess with brock osweiler so good luck um i'm a dolphins fan uh, unfortunately a dolphins fan i have decided because i hate johnson that i am a bandwagon browns fan this year so hey uh dog woof woof yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, but like i said i i can't mayfield i cannot blame junior if he would have backed or couldn't blame him if he backed out but the fact that he's racing it's like i mean that just shows you kind of honestly shows you the competitor he is like and he's He's got balls man yeah, and it's like, I mean, the fact that his family's okay, there were no injuries, everybody on board, all five of them, I guess it was, because mm-hmm. it was him, his daughter, his, his wife, and two pilots. Too, his yeah, dog was also on board, too, the two pilots. Yeah, so it's, it's like the fact that everyone walked crash. away. Yeah, you, yeah, because, I mean, the pictures that popped up were this giant, this jet on fire, and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. my God, like, what the hell happened? But Have you the, seen the simulation of it? I haven't seen the simulation. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, oh, I have not, pounce, actually. Pounce, and then they go straight through the fence, and then it kind of goes on its side. And that's when it catches on fire. But, oh, I mean, gosh. That's they went through a fence and everything. horrifying. Yeah. 
Yeah. And this is why I don't fly. I hate flying. (laughs) Yeah. I I definitely don't like at all. And I try not to, but my wife insists that it's a lot faster. Like I get it, but I'd rather drive. I I would much rather drive because I, yeah, I I feel more in control when I drive. I'm in control. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You get it. You get it. Um, so I wanted to have a little bit of a nerd talk right now real quick. So, um, I'm looking up some of the active stats for uh, Darlington. So as far as active winner, I thought that Jimmy had more wins here. He only has three and that's the most amongst active drivers, uh, going into this race, which is very surprising. So this track is very much up for grabs as far as parody goes. Um, Newman actually holds uh, the active uh, streak or, I guess, record for top 10s at 13. I guess when you run for 20 years, that'll happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, the all-time winner here was David Pearson. I would have thought that was Eddie or uh, Yarbrough, so interesting. Um, but then again, Pearson was a cheat code. So as far as best <laughs> average finishes go here, so Hamlin, um, your pick, Tyler, actually has the best at 6.2. Larson 7.6, and then from there, it's Keselowski, Truex, and Kyle, Kyle Busch, all pretty much sitting at 11.3. So pretty much the guys that we picked outside of uh, Truex, and, you know, I mean, you always expect Kyle Busch pretty much to to do well at Darlington. This this should be interesting. Austin Dillon has a 13.0. That's I'm that's kind not of bad. annoyed. Yeah, that's not that's bad for, at all. For Austin Dillon, that's not bad. <laughs> that's better than Kevin Harvick at this track. Albeit Kevin's raced longer, but Kevin probably I don't think Kevin has a win here. If I I don't think I can't look that up. Um worst active finish amongst active drivers, ya boy Jeffrey Earnhardt at a 34.0. <laughs> Surprise. Yuck. <laughs> Paul Menard is on here at 10 with 23.5. And just, again, that 21 car is just being wasted, I say. Um, yeah. Okay, Kevin Harvick has one win when it came, but he does have a win. Seven top fives. He's tied with Hamlin amongst the top five in that top fives and top tens. So this should be fun. I think that we're going to get a parody-filled race. Um, you know, I'm curious how the 550 package is going to work there, but I... I guess we'll have a little bit of fun with it. I don't really there. I want to see the uh, entry list real quick. You guys got anything else you uh, want to uh, talk about? I, not really, man. I mean, yeah. this is, you know, we're just, we're just long for the ride, man. <laughs> you guys got any questions for me that I can uh, answer? I can't think of anything right now, but. Yeah. Uh, you guys are, are Hoosier fans then? Yes. Well, oh, I watched as, yeah, I watch as much Indiana basketball as I can. Not really. Okay, football well, that's right. You guys are good at football. basketball. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I forgot. Well, we're not very good at basketball either, apparently. So <laughs> used to be though. You guys will yeah, always abso- have oh, dude, absolutely used to be 100. Yeah. percent But um, as far as basketball goes, yeah, it's been a kind of a joke as of late. It's okay. Our football team is a disaster. Me and Kevin both went to FS. Well, I went to FSU. He goes there, right? So yeah, it's a it's just a disaster at the moment. Oh, Jimbo! Jim, Jimbo got out as soon as he could. Basically, he yeah. Saw the Jimbo, the walls. Jimbo took the Urban Meyer approach, and, except <laughs> yes. nobody nobody fucked Urban Meyer's wife, as far as I know, so <laughs> that usually <laughs> will you know. Much. But I I I always say this: I defend Jimbo to the death of me because like Texas A and M has just great uh, medical facilities compared to FSU, and yeah. he loves his son and tries to take care of him as much as he can. <laughs> I believe he has cerebral palsy. But I, I could be incorrect about that. Uh, either way, he has kind of a d- degenerative disease. And, like, Jimbo is just a great father at making sure that he's taken care of, just doing the best he can. So I have no hard feelings 
I honestly hope the guy wins the national championship again at some point. Hopefully just, FSU wins it before him, but that's not <laughs> happening the way it goes. I just hope a and I just hope A&M beats Alabama. That's all I want. I mean, yeah, that, that would be nice if that could I continue want. to happen, but without Johnny Manziel or even Kenny Trill, see that? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't see anything in the Xfinity lineup that really screams out to me. Some guy named Camden Murphy is racing for the Siegs. Uh, I don't really. Stefan Parsons is back. Morgan Shepard is going to attempt to actually race more than 15 laps, I hope. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully he does a throw. I, I feel like he misses opportunities to just throw back to his old old cars, but whatever. I don't see anything on Are you guys on Reddit. Uh, not really. Um, we're uh, one of those guys. Yeah, we're, we are not on Reddit. I, I just haven't been on it. And just haven't that's really fine. Made I am, I'm huge on, uh, on just visiting Reddit to get my news. It's kind of what I do. And I'm also friends with a lot of the uh, personalities there. Unfortunately, our third co-host, Alex, uh, shouts out. Um, he couldn't be here this week. He is busy taming lions at the Cincinnati Zoo right now. Wow. But, wow. Um, no, he's we we just come up with excuses for him. Oh, okay. Week. okay, we just <laughs> I just try and see if I can up it a little bit more with the. Dude, you had assault. You could totally, but like, yeah, he's a, yeah. No, he's a I mean, I tell people at, uh, Cincinnati. I, I tell people every single week that he is uh, riding racing. With us, so, but no, he's um he's busy this week. Unfortunately, we'll hopefully get him back <clears throat> at some point in the in the future. He works for JDM. He's their uh their social media guy. He also helps the team um with their crew. JDM is uh the Xfinity four car zero one fifteen. Ross Chastain's old team. Yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty much all I've got going on for now. So. Uh, hey, I just want to say thanks uh, for coming along. This has been a lot of fun. You know, definitely if you guys want to tag along in the future, you know, hopefully we'll have Kevin awake for it so that we can have just more than my voice bumbling around. But, uh, you know, I hope you guys had a lot of fun because I thanks definitely enjoyed having you guys. Yeah, I um, appreciate it. Make sure to follow um, them on Twitter. Uh, um, why don't you guys go ahead and let them know? So our our handles on Twitter and Instagram are the same as turn at turn. Simple, you know. But uh, yeah, you can find us on all pretty much social media platforms. I think we got a Facebook up. Got a YouTube like too. We got our YouTube. We got a YouTube. Yeah, that you guys are doing better than we are. We don't. We, we got, don't mess around with YouTube. See, we, we got just got into it. that. Was our first. <laughs> I I, I kind of messed up thing at the beginning. I'm like, well, shit. You know, I have to I have to get better at that because that was one of our longest episodes. And putting yeah. on the video, I was like, oh god, this is you know. Hopefully, no one watches that long i mean they i hope they do but at the same time if they get back to that that point if they're watching an hour into it they're gonna be like dude who did this editing it's trash you know i'm like well oh you know, my God. the beginning the beginning was good the end that's some but yeah youtube facebook all that stuff and then uh like i said we're on soundcloud spotify and um itunes all that good stuff so you guys are on spotify god bless yeah i don't yeah, know man, how to can, get on spotify you can hook that stuff up through your uh it, well so we have our I upload everything to SoundCloud, Same. and then I have my. Actually, you can hook your Spotify and iTunes and all that stuff up too. So it's like iTunes. So as soon as you hook, okay. you upload something to SoundCloud, it goes to your iTunes or it goes to your Spotify. So I messed up when trying to get to Spotify. I assumed I needed a producer, some kind of like uh, conglomerate to pick me up and then just put it on there. They were really making it confusing how to get on Spotify. So yeah. now I have a better idea. Perfect. Yeah, Maybe it's, it's actually it's 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 set up almost identical to how you do. You just have to copy and paste your little link or whatever the heck so 
All right, I'll yes. try that again this week. It's pretty, it's pretty simple, man. We're essentially on everything but Spotify right now, and we don't have a Facebook, we don't have a YouTube, but just because I, uh, I pretty much run everything, and Kevin just kind of comes on here. Yeah, yeah. Our Facebook is pretty not. It's not very trafficked. I mean, we don't. I don't really get on it too much. I have it's it, Facebook. So I, I mean, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So everything I'm, I'm else we try much to stay on Facebook Twitter. The shit posts. Yeah, pretty much. That's that's the only reason I even have my Facebook anymore is to watch stupid, funny videos and exactly. So all right, but yeah, yes. Yeah, so make sure to follow them on all the platforms. You can follow uh, Left Turns and Loud Noises at LTLN Podcast on Twitter, and same with Instagram. And you know we're on all the platforms as well. Whichever one you're listening to this on, we're on that platform. But make sure you tell your friends about the other one. Very important, especially the iTunes one. That's yes. the biggest one for yes. everything. We have some news coming up in the next few weeks. So I obviously broke it in the middle of the episode. Brad Perez is going to be hopping on here uh, soon. I don't want to let any other cats out of the bag yet, but let's just say some guy whose last name I cannot pronounce potentially is coming on to the episode next week. I'm pretty excited for that one to just kind of butcher his name the entire episode. I already have the meat for the uh, Instagram I'm going to put on it. Um, so that's exciting. Um, you know, Hopefully I'll be able to announce that on Twitter this week. But uh, until then, thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate you. I've been Anthony. No, no I'm Tyler. I'm Ken. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys, for coming along. And we will see you next week. Love you guys. Trying to find